Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and today it's Halloween so today is the last chance you get to sign up to the Members Academy for just $18 a month. Can you believe it? Today I'm not going to go on about that. I've got lots of things to talk about today that I think will be really useful for you so please bear with me. Uh, first of all, I'd like to mention, well, the main purpose of this podcast today is all about something that I posted in Instagram this week. I knew it might raise a few eyebrows, um, but I wanted to attract attention and I wanted people to think about it and talk about it. Um, so the picture I posted in Instagram was, um, what was it? It said... Uh, what is this finger used for? And the finger was the little finger on your hand. And I knew that it sounded like a rude word, but I checked and double checked and triple checked. And it's not a rude word. <laughs> the word is the little finger on your hand is called a pinky. And it's used a lot more in American English, I think. But a lot of people were right. A lot of people said they do use it. Um, the only time I've ever used it is I was drinking a cup of tea and somebody told me that I should put my pinky down and I didn't have a clue what they were talking about um, and that's how I learned what a pinky was. Anyway, um, you know I strongly believe in the usefulness of always learning and podcasts especially and how useful they are. Well, I myself listen to loads of podcasts and I must say most of them are American Um and this is why the word pinky caught my attention this week and why I thought it was really important to share with you. So the podcast I listen to is um, all about how to, um, well, basically run a business, I suppose, because although I know I'm a really good teacher, I'm completely useless at business and marketing because it's something I've never done in my life. So I listen to these podcasts of these women who've, you know, set up their own businesses, set up online and they give advice on how to make sure everybody hears how wonderful your business is. Of course, it would be a waste to the world if I spent all of this time making all of these materials and didn't let people know that these helpful materials exist. So I listen to these podcasts to try and get advice on how I can let people know that I'm providing all of these really useful materials. So I was listening to one lady about how to write on your website and her most important rule was use your pinky. And of course, um, this was quite intriguing. And what she was trying to say was that when you're typing on your website, the pinky is the finger that you use to actually click on the apostrophe on the keyboard. Now, why is that important? Well, why is that important? To her, um, this made a complete difference to the way you speak on your website. So, for example... If, you know, you join my web, my, my academy or something and I say, I am really happy you are here um, without using contractions, then it sounds really unnatural and cold and formal. And this is something I teach over and over again to my students in their, for their speaking test is you have to use contractions. So... This will make such a huge difference to the way you speak and how natural and how fluent you sound. Um, so I think the problem is that in school you learn the grammar perfectly. So you learn, I am going to um, visit my 
friend. So you learn I am going to, he is going to, we are going to. You learn that, but without the speaking practice, possibly that sticks. And because it's accurate, it's correct, then that's what you use. And it's, it is accurate and it's correct. But in speaking, of course, it sounds very, very unnatural and it actually slows you down. So I'm constantly correcting my students or trying to help them get used to feeling comfortable um, using contractions. So even if something comes up like in task two or in speaking where it says uh, name a country that you would like to visit, of course, the answer would be I'd, I'd love to visit Turkey, for example. So, you know, you've got to get used to saying I'd love to. Um, what are your plans for tomorrow? I'm going to. Um, and, and talking about everything using contractions, um, especially when it comes to things like you are or your. Okay, in the exam, you wouldn't need to need, use that, but you would need to talk about maybe they are. So, for example, the examiner might ask, uh, what are the facilities like in your town. Well, instead of saying they are very good, it's much better to say they're very good. Um, even in the past tense, when you're talking about what were your teachers like, um, the problem is people tend to say they weren't very nice. Um, and that affects, it makes your accent sound very strong so you've got to practice saying they weren't very nice you know the fast speech putting words closely together and feeling comfortable doing that um so that was the main aim of my um contraction com campaign this week and it was just a pure coincidence i just happened to be making um a, a video course for my members academy about contractions and when I started making the video course I thought it would take about five minutes but the more I looked at typical exam questions the more I saw how really essential it is that you practice this. Of course there are other times when you don't use the contraction this is also important so for example um if the you know, examiner asks you, are you a student? You might say, yes, I am. So you'd have to use the full form. Um, but if you're saying it in a sentence, I'm a student, I'm a student. So that is the, the weak and the contracted form. So all of these um, things, a knowledge of these things and practice, practice, practice helps you develop a more natural um, accent and Yes, you, you will become more fluent if you start using these contractions. Um, so, the final thing to say about that is somebody um, emailed me and said, because I did point out, except for um, when you're writing task two, academic writing, and somebody said, what's wrong with contractions in task two, academic writing? Well, of course, here it's it's a complete no-no, basically. Uh, formal writing, formal academic writing does not use contractions and they are considered uh, to be a feature of spoken language, not written language. So if you write, um, I can't, for example, instead of I cannot, then that would 
possibly affect your score because it's not formal enough. And there are some exceptions. So you might want to say, let's move on now to talk about something. Um, in that case, okay, that's all right. But I would certainly not use anything like doesn't or won't as contractions in academic writing because it's too informal. In the same way that I advise you do not use words like slang, for example, kids as a synonym for children. I know when you're writing essays about children, you're trying to find different ways of saying it, but kids would not be appropriate because it's too informal and it is spoken. Now, coming back to that idea of not using contractions enough, and remember I started by saying that when you're typing on your computer, you would um, use the contraction uh, your pinky because that's the button that you press where the apostrophe is. And then somebody else said to me, well, that doesn't apply in writing because, of course, you're writing by hand. So, um, you know, when you take the exam, normally it's written by hand. Well, I learned yesterday that um, actually more and more centres are now doing the computer-based test um, where you actually type on the computer. Um, so this also then is important because when you're doing general training, task one, you have to use contractions in informal uh, letters. So if you're writing to a friend, you really don't want to use full forms. You should use contractions as much as possible. Um, this again will make an enormous difference to your tone and style. Um, if you're, yeah, if you're writing to a friend, an informal letter or even possibly a colleague, if it's about like a works party or something, then it is fully um, acceptable and expected to use contracted informal speech. This will have a huge effect on the, your, the way your message comes across. Alternatively, or on the other hand, if you're writing a formal letter, like a letter of complaint, then don't use the apostrophe because, again, you want your language to sound as formal as possible. OK, so I've been talking a little bit about something I often talk about, which is how to make your language formal and informal. And I've been focusing mostly on speaking because this is where contractions in speaking can have a huge effect on your accent. So on that topic I'm going to move on now to something I'm starting tomorrow. So tomorrow is November the 1st. Don't worry if you're listening to this late. It's something that will continue throughout November and you can catch up any time you want. Um, so I wanted to explain what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You might already know that last year, maybe if you joined me last year, I did a November challenge and every day you had to speak for two minutes. I gave you the task two from the speaking exam every day on on Instagram and on Facebook and I asked you to record yourself and to listen back to yourself speaking for two minutes. 
And the aim of that, of course, was to help you practice um, having ideas ready, uh, helping you get used to that two minute limit, um, helping you extend your answers, listening back so that you could hear if you repeated yourself or you could check your past tenses and things like that. And it was really, really useful and really popular. And you can still find that challenge with the complete set of questions and videos if you go to my website, ieltsetc.com. If you just go to the speaking menu, um, you'll find a link there um, to the challenge that we did last November. Um, it just it just had such an impact um, that I thought I will do another one this November. I don't know why I've waited so long, actually, but a year goes really fast, doesn't it? Um, this time I want to make it slightly different. So you've got two types of challenges then. You could do last year's in your own time or you can do this year's. So you get a double amount of practice. Um, it's called the one minute challenge this year and you have to speak for, guess guess what, for one minute. Now, the topics, I'm not going to tell you yet. Um, I will post the first one tomorrow on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you don't need to sign up or join anything. You don't need to give me your email address or anything. But I have got um, a little kind of PDF download that you could print off um and you can fill it out because what I want you to do each day is to look at the question that I give you. Um, the question will be some form of present perfect question. I'll talk about that later. And you look at the question and you speak for one minute about that question. Doesn't matter what you're saying as long as you're speaking for one minute. You also record yourself um, so that you can listen back to it later. And if you want to, this is completely no pressure to do this because I completely understand if you don't want to. But if you want to, um, I've created a hashtag um, which is IELTS1MIN. Um, so it's I-E-L-T-S number one MIN. I'll, I'll put that on Instagram anyway. So that hopefully if enough people do it, I, I'm not sure if you will, that's fine. I don't mind that. But if enough people do it, then we can listen to each other and we can get help from each other and ideas from each other um, and maybe give suggestions to each other. Polite ones, of course. <laughs> um, so, tomorrow I will post day one and it will be a question. The question will be something like, have you ever, uh, for example, been to a zoo? It'll be a simple question, but you then have to answer that question for one minute. There's lots of reasons behind my choice of one minute. Um, first of all, you you might think, well, in the exam, I'm not expected to answer these questions for one minute. No, you're not. You're expected to give a full answer. However, the examiner immediately sees the candidates who can speak freely and fluently for one minute. So, you know, the, the, the questions that they give you, they're not testing your knowledge. 
Um, I'm not going to check if you've ever been to a zoo. They're only testing your language. So actually, you could speak for the whole of section one answering that question. And there are a number of benefits to that. First of all, that means that you'll have fewer questions because the examiner won't have time to ask you all the rest. <laughs> um, and it'll also just show the examiner that you are capable of speaking at length without noticeable effort. Now, do you know what band criteria that is? What do you think? The candidate speaks at length without noticeable effort. What do you think? Is that a six, a seven or an eight or a nine? Well, actually, it's a seven. So for the examiner to give you a seven, they have to feel confident that you're just speaking naturally at length and you're not struggling. You're not finding it difficult to speak at length. So this one minute practice is helping you to feel confident that you've got absolutely plenty of things to say and that you will only stop when the time is up. Now, this um, will help you practice extending your answers. Um, I've just tested the theory on my son who knows nothing about IELTS. I just wanted to see if he could actually talk for a minute about that topic. And um, he after he found plenty of things to say and stopped after one minute. And I thought, actually, that's that's perfect timing because for, for part one of the IELTS exam, they don't expect you to speak for two minutes nonstop. But you do want to build your answers and extend your answers. You don't want the examiner to say why they, you don't want to them to ask you a follow-up question. Um, that's only for weaker students. So if the examiner has to say why every time, um, do you like chocolate? Yes. Why? That means that's a sign or a signal that you can't speak by yourself for very long. So this one minute just pushes you a little bit to speak for an extended amount of time and um, to use linking words, to use kind of logical links, um, to use even things that give you thinking time. So even if you use words like, well, anyway, anyway, as I was saying, you know, that kind of word, those kind of fillers, they're fine. They're a complete natural part of, of normal speech. So, um, right, I've got a list here of benefits. So the first one is that you will show that you speak at length without effort. Second benefit is that it, you will practice how to extend your answers. Third benefit of doing this challenge, um, you'll never be kind of shocked by the question in the exam because you've already had 30 days of these questions. Um, you'll realise that you can answer that question and you've got plenty of things to say. You'll maybe listen to other people's if you have time or if other people post and you'll think, oh, yeah, I could say that. Oh, I could say that. So you're learning from others as well. The best way to learn. You're getting plenty of ideas and you'll never feel stuck. Um, the other benefit, I hope, is that it will improve your pronunciation. 
So what I've been talking about today, for example, contractions, I'm going to give you uh, specific tasks when you listen back to your recording. And I'm going to ask you how many times did you maybe um, use a contraction or was there any chance where you didn't use a contraction, maybe where you could have. Um, also, number five is that it will give you practice with your tenses. And because I've specifically chosen present perfect questions because I find so many people struggle with them and they do come up in part one of the speaking. Um, so we're going to look at the kind of question you might get, like, have you ever um, been on holiday on a boat or something like that? And how you can then answer that using past tenses or present perfect tenses like, yes, I've been on a boat many times Um so that you will be practicing uh, when to use past simple, when to use present perfect. And also, number six, are we on number six now? Um, avoiding repetition is the other thing that I'm going to ask you to do. So when you listen back to your recording, you'll think, oh, I said that three or four times, maybe. Or you'll think, great, you know, I used synonyms, I paraphrased. And if you do that every day for 30 days, you know, it will have a huge effect, I think, on your confidence um, and especially on your fluency. But the final thing that I think is really important about this challenge is that you'll realise actually you don't need to rely on other people to help you with your speaking and you don't need to get a teacher to, I don't know, to practice speaking. You can do that at home. So the aim of this kind of challenge is that it develops your independent learning skills. Of course, then, the more independent you are, the more able you are to um, develop long term. So this is something in the Members Academy. I've just made a pronunciation course and we've talked a lot about, you know, things like using the phonemic script. People avoid that, um, but... It's difficult. Yes, it is. But once you know how to use it and how it works, then that can have an enormous benefit on your long term um, practice and an ability to help yourself, basically. Um, yes, so I think that is it. If I listen to this, I probably will find that I've repeated myself lots of times, which isn't good. But... Hopefully you have found something in this podcast to um, get you started, um, to try and tell yourself, right, I'm going to do this for 30 days. I know it's a big commitment, but nobody's going to check and nobody's saying, why haven't you done it? It's really it comes from you. It's really entirely up to you. But if you could just put something in your diary that says, OK, one minute speaking or tell your family to say, have you done your one minute speaking or set an alarm on your phone? Um, that's it, really. It's it's not much out of your day, but I think it will have a real huge impact on you, hopefully. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, yes. And hopefully you've all got some way of recording this. Basically, everybody's got a phone. I'm sure um, there are lots of apps. Um, I 
as you know, I use this Anchor. This is a podcast app, but it it makes it allows you to turn your podcast into videos like I did in the last um challenge. So that could be one way. But the other way is just a simple uh, recording app on your phone. Um try and be organized, maybe keep them all in one place so you can see how much you've achieved at the end. Um if you download the uh PDF that I will give you more information about. If you do that, then, as I said before, do write the question down and write down your answer. It doesn't have to be full, obviously, but just to show that you've done it. So my question might be, you know, have you ever um, been to a hot country? So you'd write down, have you ever been to a hot country? And then you'd write a quick answer. What did you say? Yes, I went to Dubai 10 years ago, something like that, whatever you think. But I think as you notice, as the days go by, you'll start realising how much you've achieved just by doing that, that one minute practice every day, hopefully. Okay, I think that is it. Um, Yes, that is it. So I'm putting all of this today onto my Instagram and Facebook. So there's lots of information there. Don't worry if you find this late. Um, just try and catch up if you can. Um, I will at some point put all of the questions together. So don't worry if you've missed this challenge. Um, it's something, I, as I said before, I want you to be able to do this by yourself. It just would be nice if we all worked on this together for a month and maybe try and help each other um, to keep going. And I'm going to try and listen to those uh, recordings. I'm going to try and give some a uh, little bit of advice if, if I can. Um, if you want me to, that's up to you. Um, and finally, just remember, today is the deadline for the Members Academy price. The price will go up tomorrow, but it's still an absolute bargain. Thanks for listening to me today. Sorry for ranting. Bye for now and speak to you soon. Come and join the challenge. Bye. Mm-hmm.